Welcome to another episode of Pragmatic Electric. In the lead up to Christmas in 2022, I thought it might be nice just to have a little bit of a review of some of the things that have been happening in the Tesla space um, in the last uh, week or two. Every year, Tesla has this habit of releasing a uh, Christmas update, or it's come to be known as a Christmas update. It's uh, denoted usually by the year dot something or other dot 25, I guess, for the 25th of December or something like that. Uh, now, last year, I'd only had my Tesla for not even three and a half weeks, I think it was, when the Tesla update came out. And that was the massive user interface uh, update that they did, which you know included slots for uh, configurable applications and so on along the bottom. And there were there were lots to to not like about the updated user interface. Of course, uh, with a bit more time to sort of like let that sink in and get a bit more used to it, there's been lots of little refinements and so on over the last 12 months. So this year's Christmas update was uh, bound to be well, perhaps nowhere near as dramatic. And certainly it's not, and uh, but it has lots of really good improvements. So the first foremost update that they've added is uh, integration for Apple Music, which, you know, for some people that are in the Apple ecosystem, like I have been for quite some time, uh, adding that has been a uh, is a massive game changer for me. I've been running Spotify and having two separate uh, playlists on each, which was getting really tiring and frustrating. So having Apple Music integrated on the car, very easy to set up. And um, honestly, it saves me having to have two separate lists now, which is great. So um, I've gotten rid of Spotify from the car, I've disabled that now. So uh, whenever I do searches, it searches an Apple Music, plays an Apple Music, and it all just works nicely, uh, which is fine. Of course, integrating Apple Music is not the same thing as integrating CarPlay. Um, I think Tesla have made it pretty clear that they're not going to do that. They're not going to do Android Auto either. Um, they, they want control of their user interface, which is fine. Uh, I understand the rationale, I understand the thinking behind that. In any case, for me, that's a big deal. For a lot of people, it'll be shrug, whatever. But in any case, I imagine behind the scenes, there was quite a bit to that. I know that uh, Tesla and Apple have not always been uh, the best of friends and, uh, and so on. So I'm happy with that end result, of course. The next one of the updates that Tesla added was a auto indicator off, which, you know, in some respects, they, they had that for turning a corner. Like if you turn left or right, uh, any significant, like, you know, 45, you know, 60 degrees or more, and then the steering wheel returns to center, then it automatically turns off the, uh, the indicator, just like any conventional car. But with this one, it actually performs that functionality even if you're lane changing. So if you're changing from you know, the left-hand lane to the right-hand lane or vice versa, the indicator will now automatically turn itself off once you are fully in that lane, which is nice. But in order to do this, the original functionality, which is a partial press left or right, as if you're indicating left or right, not a full down press. Full down press would leave the indicator on you know, permanently until you canceled it. Um, so the momentary down, momentary up on the uh, indicator stalk now, uh, it used to give you three indicate, like one, two, three blanks, and then that was it. Now that no longer happens if you use the auto indicate off. So it's getting a bit used to that behavior, but on balance, I think it's, uh, it's a benefit. It's kind of nice. Um, anyway, other things like the fonts are definitely improved. Um, the music player is now on the, uh, the, on the, the pane that is closest to the driver. 
um, which makes navigating controls, you can swipe left and right on that to get tyre pressures and your odometer, which is uh, harkens back to the previous year where that was um, in the previous version of the software. So those are all very good things. But there is one thing that's been really frustrating for a lot of Tesla owners in the last few months has been the uh, phantom braking events that have been happening since they've disabled radar. So previously, um, this car and many more before it uh, were fitted with radar for you know, cruise control and for object detection and for uh, directly in front of the car for essentially uh, emergency braking as well. Now Tesla cut over to their full vision system and even though the car is fitted uh, with the you know, correct equipment, uh, it's now disabled. So it's now using the full, um, the full vision stack, so to speak. And since that's been happening, the number of phantom braking events I've been getting has been like astronomically higher. And it's been many, many orders of magnitude more. Um, and it's very distracting and very frustrating. The problem I have is that when I'm driving a car, like traditionally, I always keep an eye on what's happening behind me. So if I have to do, a, if I have to brake in a, in a hurry, and I'll actually look behind me to see if it's safe to do so. Um, because sometimes the consequences are worse. If I slam on the brakes and there's a car right up, right, right up tailgating me, um, then I'm just gonna create an accident. <clears throat> Unfortunately, there have been an increasing number of circumstances where Teslas are being implicated by having sudden braking and it's, and it's been leading to uh, a Constantino crashes from behind. So you could argue that you know, rear-end collisions are not um, the fault of the driver of the vehicle that's being impacted because that means that by definition uh, the person behind is following an unsafe distance and certainly legally that is generally the case. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be trying to avoid it. Now, I'm not entirely sure how the logical weighting works inside the Tesla. You would think that it would also be checking vision behind it, but then it also has to make assumptions regarding the reaction time of the car behind. Like certainly, if you were to jump on the brakes and there was a car right behind you, the Tesla should say, well, there's enough time for them to stop. But that car may not have emergency, you know, stop built into it, emergency braking built into it. So in other words, how do you end up in a situation where it can actually make an informed decision? It has to factor in, well, there's a human being driving, they'll have a delay in responding, and therefore how close is too close, or how close is close enough? Anyway, it's, uh, it's a difficult problem. In any case, um, I'm hoping that some kind of compromise is made in the future because what we've got now, I think, is uh, it's definitely less reliable and in some aspects, it's less safe, uh, certainly against rear-end collisions. In any case, that seems to be part of the trade-off. You want some of the benefits, you have to say goodbye uh, to some of the other things that you've liked. Auto high beam is another one that's frustrating. It was introduced a few months ago, um, which I've spoken about previously. So it's mostly good, but not all good. And that's one of the things that I'm learning about having a Tesla is that these software updates, they, they generally are a net win, a net positive, but every now and then they bring in something that is not fully baked and it becomes quite, becomes quite frustrating. In any case, I think that's enough about uh, Tesla for the minute. Anyway, as it is the 23rd of December, as I'm recording this, I just wanted to wish everybody a, uh, 
happy holidays and Merry Christmas, whatever it is you're celebrating, hopefully uh, having a bit of a time off, a bit of a break, I certainly am. Uh, I have a few weeks off now before I am back to work again, so that is fantastic. I'm really enjoying my time off. Uh, so I hope everyone has a safe and happy holiday, and uh, if you're having one, and I will see you all in 2023. Bye.